0: May all beings be happy, may all beings be healthy, may all beings be free from harm, may all beings love life, may all beings awaken. Welcome to another Cuked audio podcast i'm d c of Cu audio and Q archives, doing our best to preserve the legacy of Shunju Suzuki and those whose paths cross his and anything else that comes to mind. I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is you want within the limitations. Of the universal precept of do, as little harm as possible. So today we have a guest, one Neil Rubin King. Neil was, uh, you know, a student at the San Francisco Zen Center. He came in the seventies, and uh, uh, he, you, you know what what it distinguishes Neil among other things. Uh, uh, was his uh, being into computers before anybody else and helping Zen Center uh, utilize the computer in various ways. And uh, he had a little computer room downstairs. I probably mentioned this in the podcast. Uh, uh, And uh, he had his own circuit breaker with a warning on it, do not touch it, do not turn it off. And um, also... You'd see him with Rubik's Cube. Then you'd see him with, with uh, five across Rubik's Cubes. And, um, you know, he was sort of a brain. And um, he got um, into a very nice career very early on, which was uh, writing for PC Magazine. And he's still doing that. I think he says uh, he's been uh, doing it for 37 years. He's a pretty senior person there. But uh, anyway, we'll see what he has to say. Uh, but, hey, I want to say one thing. I sent him a Facebook message yesterday. I don't know if this is in the podcast. I didn't notice it scanning through it uh, and uh, scanning through the artificial intelligence transcript. But um, I remembered, oh, yeah, Peter's father worked for the CIA, I think. I don't, I don't think I brought that up or did I? I don't know. But anyway, Peter. Uh, Regardless of if I did or didn't, uh, here's what uh, his answer was in the – here, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Ah. You know, I got to be careful how I do this. Going to the top of his response, that was me. My dad worked in research. Translating things like Russian tractor magazines, hey, advances in tractors might lead to advances in tanks. I got a summer job there. Back when they thought dad's security clearance would surely cover me, I worked in cable secretariat. International info would come by cable, marked for distribution to various internal acronyms, my team would collate copies, shove them into cylinders, and whoosh them off through pneumatic tubes. But it was weird. Only the boss was cleared to work the copier, so we had to line up. And only the boss could take out the trash, which went into the chute in the hall leading to the big incinerator. No huge secrets here, just early access as I collated... Uh, multi-page docs. I could read them in bits and pieces. I remember commenting that I knew who in Europe disliked Spiro Agnew before the Washington Post did. At my page street wedding, Peter Coyote was pouring champagne. I introduced my dad, mentioning his CIA career. Peter just said, "Oh, overt or covert? This totally cracked dad up. He'd repeat it for years. During one summer in Tassahara, Dana Danteen was also there. I had mentioned to Dad that I knew Helmut Danteen's son. Dad was a movie buff, and he was impressed. When they visited, he joked, So when do we meet Helmut Danteen? As it happened, he was visiting too, and they were seated together in the old dining room. Too much information, but you set my mind going. Well that's not too much, Neil. That's all cool. Hey, if you want to know more about Neil, just write PC magazine Neil Rubin King. And you can read a night's nice brief bio by him and how he got involved with PC magazine, which I think he says in the podcast. Uh, but he's there he's called the security senior security analyst or something like that. And that's what it really emphasizes. And he talks about his work in uh, as being a security analyst for PC Magazine and writing articles on it and, you know, how to uh, protect oneself from ransomware and viruses and all that. And he's got some uh, pretty uh, impressive stuff to say about all that. And um, uh, it, it, it'll tell you more. He he had, uh, for 20 years, he had, uh, you know, like Ask Neil uh, and uh, – you know, people would write in and ask questions, and stuff like that. Um, so just write Neil Ruben King, PC Magazine, and you can read that and uh, about the uh, the security stuff he's done. Uh, and on Facebook, it says he's the uh, chief analyst or something like that for. Uh, Ziff Davis, which is a technology company, doesn't say it was with PC Magazine, which is the main thing, it seems to me. So after the podcast, I asked him, I I, I wrote him on on Messenger. I said, oh, hey, I forgot to mention batch files. You were the batch file king. He wrote a giant book on batch files back when there was DOS before Windows. And uh, yeah, he said, yes. And he did. He said, uh, here's what he wrote back. A lot of my batch file magic got nullified with the switch from actual DOS to Windows command prompt, but I still use batch files as needed as well as really complex command lines using for, if, and so on. That's old DOS prompts. And I asked him, when you said... uh, The Zen Zone—oh, hey, another thing. I apologized to him for asking him for a copy of his batch file book. I said I hadn't written a book yet, and I didn't understand that you only get so many and basically end up buying books and giving them to people who ask you for them because they think you have an endless number of free ones. Uh, And uh, he mentioned the Zen Zone, and I asked him what that is, and he said— It's just a phrase I use sometimes for the greater Zen Center, the city center, Green Gulch Farm, Tassajara, et cetera. And uh, so then I asked him about, I said, didn't you have some program you made called Ask Sensei? So he wrote, in 1966, this guy Weisenbaum at MIT devised a very simple program to ask as a Rogerian therapist, always reflecting the client's statements back. I'm a loser. What makes you say you are a loser, etc. You can still talk to Eliza online here at um, cybertech.org forward slash Eliza. Uh, and then he says, I wrote a program like Eliza, but able to accept user-defined responses. My ex-wife used it to create a program that would return only insults. (laughs) I tried one that would give zen-like responses. Other people have used the phrase, ask sensei. I know, that's what I heard. I said, didn't you make a program back in the 80s called Ask Sensei that people were using? He says, I don't think I called it that. But anyway, that's what it was. And then he makes another interesting comment about Weizenbaum. He says, but Weizenbaum was freaked out about how people personalized Eliza, asking to talk to it privately, believing it was sentient. He said, what I had not realized is that extremely short exposure to a relatively simple computer program could induce powerful delusional thinking in quite normal people. Uh, All right, so um, I just wanted to add that. So here we go. Um, All right, well look, that's enough of all that. Uh, So listen, when you hear the bell, if you're of such a mind, hit pause. And meditate or whatever for as long as you want. And when you're ready to come back, hit unpause and we'll hit the bell to end the meditation or whatever and give Neil Ruben King a call. Hello? Hey Neil, how you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. good. I wondered if we might get mixed up with time zones and days and things like that.
0: Well, actually, it's not quite like that. It's that I didn't check my calendar, uh, and I I just. You know, I shouldn't do that. I get it. I get an idea in my head. Oh, that's how I got to call Neil. I should go check the calendar. No, that's tomorrow. I've got to call you. No, I'm very used to the difference in time zones. It's just, I'm careless. I make lots of mistakes like that all the time.
1: Oh, you should be like me. I never make any mistakes.
0: God. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> so, Hey, uh, what are you up to? Well, you know,
1: it's kind of funny, but I started uh, with computers, you know, at the Zen Zone, and that's what I've been doing ever since. So I am on my 37th year writing for PC Magazine. Wow. And I I, I do that for my work and fun, and now that we live in Carson City, you know, everything around us is fun too. So we 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 we're in good shape here.
0: That's great. I uh Google PC magazine and then the subject. Our PC mag and then what I want to see. Uh because uh, you know I trust PC magazine and every once in a while uh I I get something that you wrote and I think, "Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> That's pretty cool." Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um well I I will ask you something but I'll do that later. Uh sure. uh that I think will be fun to talk about. Uh, all right so hey what else? What's it like? Oh uh, what else? huh? What's it like there? Where are you? I mean you got to describe it.
1: <clears throat> oh okay. We are in Carson City Nevada.
0: Isn't Capital that Nevada, right? That's right by the border with California, right? Yes. Every
1: now and then, Janet gets the feeling that she'd like to get a lottery ticket. Well, we don't sell those in Nevada, but we can we can be in California in like fifteen miles. But maybe got to go five more until you get to like a place where there's some place that will sell you a lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah, We're very very close. Or or we can turn and go the other way and be. At um, Lake Tahoe, in about yeah twenty minutes, it's it's a very nice place, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think about buying lottery tickets um, uh, I, I, as a, uh, uh, a statistician <laughs> personally? Yeah, which I'm not, by the way, but
1: I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> here we are in a state where you can play a slot machine where I don't know, maybe you have one chance in a million of winning or you can play the lottery, which has one chance in 50 billion of, I, I'm not making up the numbers, but you know,
2: yeah, <laughs> we,
1: we have all the more traditional uh, gamblage available in the grocery at the, at the movie theater in the, uh, uh, I don't know if it's at the, I don't know if it's a gas station. Anyway, but it's, it's pretty much wherever you go, and the chances of winning are vastly better. But then I guess there's nothing that you win here that gets you two billion dollars, like the, so uh, like the, uh, whatever it was that was re- recently offering two billion dollars.
0: Yeah, I know that's really offensive. I don't think that should be allowed. I mean, that's horrible. Jesus, Gosh. Um,
1: it only exists because a lot of people are willing to gamble on it. And I, I want to say, probably the vast majority of the people that put some money into this hoping for a win can't really afford it. You know, we, we, we throw in 20 bucks every now and then for fun. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. Maybe when I think about it, maybe we shouldn't do that.
0: Well, no, if it's fun, that—that's that's all right. You know, the way I look at it, your chances of winning are just the same if you don't buy the ticket, if you round off to the nearest what. You know? Oh, my God. That's
1: what I, that's what I always say.
0: It's not that different. Right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Hey, um, incidentally, slots are considered sucker gambling and uh, there's much better odds in uh other games. Uh, you know, that's why they don't let people count cards, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, you know, like in uh, Bridge, I don't know what – I don't know if they have Bridge or do that Bridge, but in Bridge, in poker, and in Jim Rummy, the three – which are considered, as far as I know, the three skill games, with cards, counting cards, and that, and, and, and knowing the odds is essential. The winners don't play hunches; they play odds, and they have yeah they have good mathematical minds. They can keep a lot in mind. Um, I, I used to play tournament bridge, and I didn't have that type of mind. Um, I could only get so far. Well, black,
1: but Blackjack. Isn't Blackjack the big one where they get, like, shut down because they're counting cards?
0: Yeah. yeah. That's that's one of those games. Yeah. Well, one thing they do is have an endless deck. <laughs> can't, I, think if, I don't see how they'd have to worry about counting cards if, if they had an endless deck. I thought they just put, like, ten decks in,
1: which made it, like, beyond... Just beyond the you know any human possibility of counting them
0: all. Right. Well, maybe that's what an endless deck is. You know. And then, yeah, that's one one vice I not only never had, I never considered uh, is gambling uh, since particular oh. experience I had as a teenager, which was miraculous. Uh, uh, and uh, I would go to Vegas. And Reno, I like doing it, uh, to stay there and eat and see a show or something. And, yeah. it, and it's good for two days, three days. Uh, and I'd walk, I, I'd walk in, I can remember walking into a casino, handing the doorman in a dollar. And I'm saying, all right, that's all you guys get from me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's, um, yeah. And they have uh, legalized prostitution still, right?
1: You know, they do. Um, when we drive out from here to the east on Highway 50, we go past the Moonlight Bunny Ranch, which is, I guess, the big whatever in the, in, in the Carson and maybe even the Reno area. Uh, I don't know anything about it except that it has a nice big sign on the freeway.
0: Yeah. I I would never tempted uh I mean yeah I would I would be I would be horny and not be tempted uh, mm-hmm. for that I mean it's just uh, but um well it's more complicated than I don't think I'll go into that further um Fair <laughs> Well anyway that's Nate there's a lot of beautiful stuff around there there's hot springs near there isn't there Carson has hot springs in town.
1: We haven't gone to try it. Uh and there's another one in the next town in south called uh, Genoa. Uh, another hot spring. In fact, this whole region has hot springs and apparently there's a bunch of them that uh as you go down toward Mammoth. Janet was looking at a um a list of them and there there are there are really quite a few. But nothing quite like Tassahara. except what do I know about Tasahara? These days, I don't think I recognize the first thing
0: about it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, what I remember of a hot springs, maybe the one in Carson City, it was run by the Park Service and it had chlorine in it. So that, that was, uh, very disappointing.
1: Uh, got it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Sounds, sounds like, sounds like what I've heard of. It's near a little restaurant that we like. That is the only place I've ever seen to offer okonomiyaki on the menu, <laughs> and yet I haven't gone to. We, I was this week. I was thinking we got to go over to Sassafras because I'm going to have the okonomiyaki, but I haven't yet.
0: And it's not a Japanese restaurant, not in the least. It's the Sassafras <laughs> Eclectic Food Joint. Oh boy, I, I'd try it. I, I'd try you it. Would, yeah i mean I, I made it i made it out of the top hour cookbook
1: when, when when my kids were younger they were all into the anime and stuff there were there was there was a show they they, they watched where one of the main characters was the best cooker of Okonomiyaki. And I'm like oh, i can make that and they're like no way
0: huh so you know i did that out of the top hour book so that was cool i i i forgot completely that was in the Top cookbook i i but uh, but I never remember having that at Tassar, as Zen Center. I mean, there were very, very little Japanese food, maybe some special thing, like if Mrs. Suzuki made something or whatever. Uh, that's funny. I didn't well, know we, that.
1: Well, I, I don't remember having it there either. It was in the book. But we did have tajiki and carrot a whole lot.
0: Uh, and we did, we did. I like that. That's good. Uh, we and there was there, there was a
1: fellow, Todd, Todd, Todd Sullivan, and right. he would always say, "Okay, cunt hairs and carrots again," and everyone would be like, "I can't unsee that thought."
0: <laughs> ha, ha ha! That's funny. You know, okonomiyaki is like a pancake or something with yeah. With, but it's not sweet. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Or, mm-hmm. I guess you can have sweet ones. Um, but, um, you know, it's got things in it, it's got a lot of stuff in I think of it as people's food. You know, it's the sort of thing you can get out of a stall, uh, at a I f- festival. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I'd definitely try it. Um, and that mm-hmm. sounds like an interesting restaurant too.
1: Oh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, the, the whole the area we're in, we love the surroundings. We were a little bit put off by moving in in December of the snowiest year in 30 years, but it's <laughs> kind of pretty when it past. And, and, and uh, you know, we're, we're close to all the topaz lake and like Tahoe and Reno and Virginia City and Pyramid Lake. And, uh, you know, we can go all these crazy places, but also. If we want to go out for lunch or something, there are interesting spots. So,
0: Yeah, yeah, that's neat. That's and, neat. And
1: we, we're kind of old. We go out to lunch. That's like, oh, let's have some excitement. Let's go out to lunch.
0: Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, we do the same thing sometimes. We might do it today because we got to go to immigration. So mm. we're getting a driver. Well, we got a driver. We'll be further away. Well, there are places we walk to around here. Uh Sure. Let's see. Is there a place we'd like to go? Uh, we might do that. Um, hey, all right. So you're still writing for PC Magazine now. In terms of your career, was it always with computers? Did you you must have done something besides write for PC Magazine?
1: Well, here, here's here's the strange thing. Okay, my story. I, t- I tell people in the in the tech industry this, and they're like, "What?" But um, I'm at the Zen Center. Zen Center is a nonprofit. Nonprofits have donors. Donors are recorded in a database. And at right. some point, they just said, we're, we're going to get that down from the the mainframe or whatever onto one of them newfangled IBM PCs. And yeah. they did. They got, they, they got all the donor information. In like I don't even I mean in my mind it's like a two foot stack of floppy disks. Yeah, but they hadn't thought past that. And They're like, oh, yeah. what's next? I mean, hey, hey give me a year.
0: Out. Give me a year here.
1: Oh, ah, hmm, eighty three or four. Yeah. Okay. And I did. I did figure it out. I got. I, I got them. In a, I, I actually went to places downtown and like looking at some weird at and computer thing, but I got them an IBM PC and a bo- thing called a Bernoulli box that was for backup. The great big cartridges with a giant disc inside that would hold, I think five kilobytes. I, I forget. Everything was so small back then. <laughs> but, but, um, I got them word per no, no no word perfect and R base for the database, which later morphed into SQL SQL, which everyone uses. So I kind of know SQL just because of all that you know, So let select X from blah where donor name donor location is San Francisco. So I, I did a lot of that. I'd have the people in in the front office at the Zen Center building saying. And they really, once they knew they could do this, they're like, can you, can we write a letter to everybody who's given us more than $500 in the last five years, but not in the last two years when they don't live in the Bay Area? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> they, that's how I got into the computers. So it was like, the, the, the Zen Center as a, um, as a non-profit Wanted to keep in touch with their peers, mm. and then I got one for myself somehow, and I learned to program. And I started on a. It was hard. Programming was hard because you had to buy these things that cost five hundred dollars for for the compiler, and and I, there was a new one called um, Turbo Pascal, which cost fifty bucks, which I could scrape up. And I got really good at that, and actually um, ended up writing books about the well about about the programming as, as it evolved. Yeah, and some that kind of in parallel with with working with PC Magazine, so yeah, it did. I, I did get diverted. I, you know, I got all hooked up in this, and it was around the same time as the big foo-rah about Dick Baker and stooping Paul Hawkins' wife, and things, not being happy there. And I kind of had something else of interest. So it kind of helped me out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then
1: there, 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 there was, there was, there was, there was, okay. I, I, I don't know if this is recorded anywhere, and I don't know what you're What
0: do you mean? is recorded what? from the time you answered. So, don't no, say anything I mean, you want. Uh, uh, don't say anything off the record. Oh, no, no,
1: no. no I never meant to. I'm, I'm talking about, like, is it in the 10,000 year book at Tassahara?
0: Oh, I'm the sorry. Year that I, was, I didn't understand.
1: I don't know if Yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I totally understand that you're, you know, adding to the cute archives of infinity.
0: That's right. You but got there, it. There, you got it. You have a good understanding.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but no, there, there 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 was a year, and I I really could not tell you what year it was. But I was the I was to be the Shusō at Tassara,
2: mm-hmm. and it was
1: during the same time when we had we're having the uh, wow, is Baker Roshi not that that paragon that we thought and blah blah blah.
0: That's nineteen eighty three, probably right.
1: I think it's later. I think it's later.
0: Well, he I, left you know, in you know, 83. I,
1: well, I can tell you that if you know when Robert Lytle was Chousseau, then you know when I wasn't because uh, I was down there. I was ready to roll, and it was time to, like, start the whole thing. And I was like, crap, I cannot do this. This is not working. And I left and hitchhiked back to the city. And I know that Robert Lytle was, like, impressed into service quickly as as the shoe for that practice period fall because the one one they
0: thought they were going to have, that was me, was not. Oh, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Well, you know, let me tell you something. Uh, Tell me. uh, Let's see what year he was. All I have to do is thanks to you, you made a text yes. version of the 25 year book, uh, which I, I appreciate I think, it. And so I just write. I on think this the, may uh, be after that. Yeah. No. I think uh, this may be after Well, we'll, that we'll whole see. Book. We'll see. Okay. Uh, all I have to do is search for Lytle on the page. True. Um, uh, there I see him. There's student kitchen doans doans grounds general labor uh uh chuso oh um, what year was that yeah i i didn't look at the years of any of the others fall 1984
1: Sorry. okay that sounds about right
0: yeah yeah, so thank you for making that, because it's made our conversation easier. <laughs> well, and, and I was always
1: like, well, I was there, but gosh, I don't know when. I, I did this, but I don't know when. So, so the fact that you put the thing, you know, in
0: into digital form, I, I was very pleased to be able to. Oh, yeah, I was very pleased you did it. I, I, I hope, I, let, let me see if I can give you credit. I I always try to give people credit, but you know, that constantly forgetting things or noticing things. I'll go to a page. This happens every day, all day, every day. I'll go to a page and notice. I will go, oh my god, they're not so and so. I should do that. Uh, uh, so, um, come on, I want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, there's a note from you. At the top. Oh, good. Uh, And incidentally, just for the listener's pleasure, I want to say that the way I went to this book, because people said, well, how do I find it? All I did, and this is the way I work with my own website. I go online. It's always online. And I write in the site search box, 25 years. It's all I have to write. You know your twenty-five year book open right up to it.
1: Uh, oh,
0: I have to say, you're, you're saying
1: you go to look for that on your own website. Oh yeah, I have written like five million articles over the long years, and I don't remember what I've written. So I go to search and search for. I know I wrote something about this, and I, and I go and I go to find out what I said about it, so I can see um, if I was right and. And uh, what I you know what what I can quote, but I don't remember myself. I have to go look. And dang, it's nice that there, everything is on the internet that I can search.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you ought to collect it all and put it in in one place. Uh, I it, have. Yeah, it's, it's the place. It's the internet. Yeah, yeah. So you have. I mean, besides <laughs> PC Magazine, that would be somewhere else. Uh, yeah. To make sure it's preserved, but. I can get into that with you uh, uh, later. That's the second uh, uh, trauma. (laughs) Uh, But I want to go back. Look, let's go back and see how you ended up at Zen Center. Uh, What led you there? You can start with your birth. Where were you born?
1: Uh, Alexandria, Virginia.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Right outside D.C. uh My folks lived in Springfield, but mostly I grew up in Fairfax. Mm. Again, all ready right,
0: You're talking about Fairfax, where? Yeah, I, 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 Fairfax, where? Virginia. Yeah.
1: Oh, Fairfax City. I'm sorry.
0: Hey Neil, I Fairfax. lost. I lost you. Wait, wait. Okay, I lost you from Fairfax. I'm here.
1: Okay, got me back.
0: Yeah, what? What'd you say, then?
1: Fairfax, city of not the big Fairfax County. Uh, that, that that was where I grew up living in a development that was all named after Confederate events like Plantation Parkway, Mosby Woods, Cavalry Drive, Traveler Street. That was Lee's horse. Hmm. And they've recently renamed everything. So even even the horse, even the horse, he's no longer memorialized.
0: Uh, I Uh, don't know what I think about that.
1: I, I don't really either. I know that it's weird that there was an intersection of Tecumseh and Sherman, given that those are two names of the same guy. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, anyway, grew up in Fairfax, went to UVA, University of Virginia. I had a, a scholarship there. There was no money. It was just, you can take any course you want if you can convince the professor to let you. So it was like it was like a, a you know a scholastic merit scholarship. Yeah. And so and and, and uh, I took all kinds of things. I took senior physics. I took crazy stuff. But my advisor said you should take this comparative religion class. That'll be different from all that, you know, all that science and math stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, I should mention, the advisor was Charlie Whitebread, Charles Whitebread. If you Google Charles Whitebread. University of Virginia, he went on to be, like, this amazing fellow. Big on, and this is back in the 70s, laws about marijuana and stuff. Uh, he, he, he claimed to have written a book called The Real Dope About the Real Dope by a Real Dope. <laughs> we, we, the, the book itself was, was that, that was not, anyway, I, he was a good advisor. And yeah. I, I took the course and I did poorly in the final exam because we did a whole survey of comparative religion, and I basically, in the final, dismissed them all, except maybe Zen Buddhism. (laughs) Maybe. Um, and, And then I was also getting into the available drugs in school, which were plentiful in the 70s, and... I ran across the Tassahara Bread Book in the local—I don't know what it was called—John and Apple Carrot Cafe, the, 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 the local organic food hippy dippy slippy place. And I was like, "Oh, oh, this is just like what I read about. Look, there's a monastery. I'll go there and sit outside the gate until they let me in."
2: <laughs>
1: I—I I, was I, I was young. But I did. Uh, I, I, I flew, I, I took what money I had, I, I hopped my saxophone, and took what money I had, and, and went to, I flew to Monterey and hitchhiked to Takahara. And instead of being like in the book, where they were like, oh, you cannot come in, i like, oh, hi, come in, you can stay for three days. So, oh, oh, that's different. And it was exactly at the time of Suzuki Roshi's Funeral. So I totally missed Suzuki Roshi. Except for his funeral.
0: The funeral was, wasn't it in December of 71?
1: That doesn't sound right. It sounds too early to me. Um, Then it was something else. It was 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 the dedication of the little spot up on that, you'd walk out past the flats and you go up the hill to that little spot.
0: Uh, That's uh, that's the uh, the ashes ceremony, uh, which was something like April of 72 or something.
1: That sounds more like it. Yeah. Anyway, and they were like, yeah, okay. Okay, well, uh, you want to go to the Zen Center in the city? We'll give you a ride. Sure, okay. (laughs) And I just kind of settled in there. I... I was, I, I, I got a, a bunch of other new kids. Oh gosh, let's see. Bob Anderson, Carol Atherton, Charlie Masumian, maybe Ann Overton and myself. We, we all had a flat down Laguna, um, block and a half from the Zen Center. And I'm like, I hear about folks talking about rents in San Francisco. My yeah. rent was two fifty. Two fifty divided between five of
0: us. I think you're talking about what is it? One eighty-one? Hate? No, no, um, no. That that's where it's like Tom Cabarga
1: and and Teresa Selzer and Ned from Ned from North Carolina. Yeah. One eighty-one. Hate. That was like half a block up. We were down Laguna. Uh, something. Something. Uh, Anyway, I remember the landlord's name because he was unusual. He was Nivoy Gerbracht. Hey, that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you know you can't forget a name like that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I, that, I, I kind of made my way in through a strange way and wound up at the at the city center, and uh, what I, I got a job. I got I got a job delivering the San Francisco Advertiser. On the routes where the like the, the, the junior high kids that were supposed to deliver it didn't. Yeah. Kind of a lame job, but you know. And and then I got a job with the social security filing folders. I would walk from the Zen Center down to like Front Street to my job and the
0: That's the- a long way.
1: It is. And the and the, the, the fellows there kept calling me Hey Kane. Snatch the, the pebble from my hand. <laughs> they, 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 they. <laughs> it was an odd. It was an odd thing. It was an odd occurrence. It was kind, of, kind of a wonderful time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know it had to be April when you were at Tassara because the practice period would have been over, you know, like mid-April, and you wouldn't have been able to be there right. until but after it would, it. It would so, Get out of here. Yeah. So they <laughs> waited to have the memorial service. I was there. I was at it, of course, uh, until mm-hmm. after the practice period, you know, and it was, you know, probably took several days to prepare it and everything. Uh, yeah, neat. Uh, so there you are down, working for Social Security down on Front Street. That's cool.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, after a while, I'm trying to think. I, mean, I did that for a while. <clears throat> I went to Tasahara for, I went to Tassajara for like three-ish years, two different times. Mm. And there was a point where I was like, I was Eno down there. I was treasurer down there. The second yeah. time, first time, I was like, I don't know. I was a baker. Yay. Yeah. Uh, I made, I made those. I made those gosh darn fruitcakes, which were amazing. Mm. And it was a the bath attendant and uh, this. Oh, and I worked on the rock wall with Dan Gurley and I think Bruce Halverson and
2: uh.
1: Brian. Lefebvre. That 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 wall across from the kitchen that was not finished at that time. That was that was great. Hmm. Hmm. Somebody posted a picture just in the last few days, and it wasn't even like, it was just like a picture to illustrate some quote from Suzuki Roshi, but I'm like, wait a minute, there's Bill Lane, and there's Roshi, and there's Rev, and there's me, and there's David, and it was a picture from Bill Lane's Tussaud ceremony,
0: I think. Right, right. It's just, uh, uh, yeah. It was um, a guy named uh, Peter Ford who actually does more for Cuke than I do. I'm, but practically like his advisor now. No, I mean oh, we're cool. both working on it all the time. But he's been with me for years. He does the Instagram, uh, and ah, got it. You know, I was doing daily lecture excerpts on on what's new, and mm-hmm. uh then he made them automatically go to Facebook, QC archives. He created that. Uh, he's a lot better at tech stuff than I am. And then Katrinka, my beloved wife kept saying, you ought to do Instagram because she was into Instagram and I wouldn't, uh, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't do stuff. I don't do anything. I don't have to on my iPhone because I'm on the c- computer so much. Uh, but she kept, kept saying it and so I Peter you know Peter and I were both sort of yeah finally he did it and then he did it now it goes to <laughs> it goes to Instagram first and then to what's new and then to uh, uh, cute archives Facebook so it goes on all three places for a while we were doing different ones he was doing Instagram and I was doing but we consolidated. We thought one a day is enough. We, we're already, you know. But anyway, yep. Uh, I don't know why I got into that. Uh, please continue. Oh, whatever.
1: <laughs> oh, continue. What was I saying? <laughs>
0: oh, hey, I can tell. Let me tell you something here. I'm look. I'm yep. back at the. Uh, thanks to your uh, diligent work, I'm back at the twenty. Uh, five-year book. In 1974, when I was Shusso, you were the kitchen cleaner.
1: And then
0: in... uh, Oh, here you are. Yeah. All right. Wait a minute. Let me see. In the spring of 1975, 1974, I was the director and you were on the Stone Crew with Peter Vanderstair, Dan Gourley, and yeah. Bob McKenzie. Now that doesn't mean it's a complete list or it's all right. It means that's the information we had. Uh.
1: Well, it's definitely Peter Van Der Steer and, and Dan Gurley. I, I threw in a few other people, but I'm not sure. I mean, I, I totally remember those two. We would go out to the to the flats with that the Dodge Power Wagon, that 52 Dodge Power Wagon, and a, like a two boat. Uh, two by 12 or a four by a giant plank and roll rocks up into the back of it to weight down the back and then we get the the the, the, the winch off the front and find a really big rock that we could like wrap the the wrap wrap the winch cable around and bring that back because we couldn't get the big rock first otherwise we'd try to lift it to the back of the truck which is go up in the air. So I'm I'm pretty sure that's how the giant white rock right at the corner of that, um, the wall across from the kitchen. I'm pretty sure that's how that one got there. Mm -hmm. I think that happened before me, but I was involved in getting other really big
0: rocks. Oh, yeah. So uh, would you say that again about the big rock? Okay.
1: Well, two things. One is there's a giant rock in the rock wall across from the kitchen, right where the wall makes a turn, like a big white rock. People, I think people called it a heart rock.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think this rock is not one that I was involved in, but for other really big rocks, we'd take the power wagon and drive out to the flat. Yeah. And we'd start by loading up the back with the rocks we could roll up this plank and then we would use the winch on the front to get a big rock too big for us to move because we'd have to get that one after filling up the back cuz otherwise instead of thinking up the big rock in the front the back would just go up in the air
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah and then we you know we 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 we
0: Trundle on back, and the other. Big- That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, hey, I want to make a correction. In nineteen seventy four, okay. in uh, in uh, the the spring. uh in, no, in the fall of seventy four. I mean, I was not you. So I was you. So in the spring, but you're, the first I see you here is when I was director in the fall of seventy four. Uh, so anyway, make hey, oh, okay. So. Yeah.
1: Well, you swapped those. I, I didn't order. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's, yeah, that, the stonework that went on, you know, I always avoided that and I admired all the people who, who did it. Uh, <laughs> uh Richard Baker tried to get me when I was shoot. So to do stonework on the wall when I was, when I was director, I just wouldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, You know, I'd sort of try, but I don't know. It would never mind try. Suzuki, Suzuki knew not to ask me. He had me bring him dirt. Uh, You know, I like doing that. We needed dirt too. Yeah, we had
1: had to had to fit the rocks in, and you know, fit stuff in behind them. And there there had to be dirt behind those rocks, or they would have just been wobbly.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's so many people that were good at stonework. and liked it, uh, I thought, well, you know, I, I didn't believe in assigning people to things they weren't right for and didn't want, you know, which there there was a sort of idea there that everybody should do everything, you know, rotate the jobs and, uh, you know what I Whether mean? Whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm totally against yeah. that. And they wanted, yeah. all, they wanted all new students to sweep and do practice things. And you get somebody – like when when David Schneider came as a guest student, he was an incredible organizer. I immediately put him on. I mean I didn't, but he started doing it and I said, go for it. He organized every closet, every – he put labels on everything. And they were saying, hey, this is bad for his practice. He should be, I don't know, sweeping outside. And, I but I was um, uh, I was work leader, so they couldn't stop me. Uh, or Got it. they could have, but they didn't.
1: <laughs> I was work leader a time or two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was I work leader at Casablanca, I was work leader at the city center for sure. But that was more like being a building super. So.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd have a lot of responsibility. Well, see, we still had work period during sessions when I was there. That that stopped eventually. Oh, uh, uh, at the city center? Yeah, when I was work leader at the city center in 1972, you We'd have, we'd have uh, a, a session, mm. and there'd be 60 people to assign work for an hour work period or an hour and a half, you know, after Correct. lunch.
1: I I think I did that. I think I did that
0: Yeah, once. I, I think it didn't last long. Yeah. Uh, but, you, you know, what I did was uh, what I had been taught to do was, like, I got a lot of painting done was yeah. to, to get everybody to clean their brush and clean everything afterwards because that's good practice. I told him you paint right up to the bell, put your brush, you know, down or whatever in the thinner, or in, and I cleaned them all because we got a ten times more painting done that way. Otherwise, you'd have to quit halfway through for people to clean up.
1: Oh well, I know, I, know I, I I I had an amazing crew of trimming that of uh, in that huge with. Syria in the in the in the, in, the, in the opening of, of, of the city center um, there was one time when somehow I managed to make the work period like how where did we get the ladders I don't know but made them like go up and, and wildly trim the with Syria and it was great
0: yeah yeah we had ladders yeah yep yeah that's neat that's neat uh, so uh, um, Zen wise, what was your experience there? <laughs> no, it's a good, it's a good question. You know, I
1: did the practice. I did. Uh, if there was ever anything like unusual to be done, and they're like, "Who will do this?" I was like, "I'll do it." So when we had to like, we did a new thing where we marched around the zendō chanting the Heart Sutra, and there was a rhythm like. Bum, bup, bup, bum, bum, bup, 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 bum, 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 bum. So I learned that and I, w- I would do the drum for the lecture that the, where the, where the le- there was like rattling on the, on the, rattling on the, the bolts and things. I would always do anything that were like, who wants to do this new thing? So I learned a lot of crazy stuff. Mm. And, um, you know, and, and, and I, I, I was pretty sure I was. I think it was Eno at Sossahar at a point because I remember teaching people and telling them to go out to the flats and do the, you know, the the hollering till the uh, till he, till it came back from the mountain at you. Oh yeah, right, um, right. You know, with with, with, the, with the diaphragm. <laughs> um, I got distracted. What was I talking about?
0: Are you talking about Zen?
1: <laughs> oh, it was all this Zen, Zen, doing things, in other words. So, I, I, I was, you know, I, I did all the things. I did the sessions. I did the the
0: zazen. Um, I did things. How did you and, find so, that? Yeah. All right, Zenshin, Uh Yeah. How did you find that? Um, pretty tedious. mm Hmm.
1: I confess, there were times when I was like, "Let's see now, if I calculate in my mind, the first day of the session and the time of day it was, have we reached the halfway point yet?" Yeah, <laughs> and of course, then, then then you know, letting that go too. But uh, I, you know, there were there there were t- there were times when it was inspiring. Yeah, but the sessions and stuff, I was like. I'm doing this. I know it's good. It's supposed to be good. Um, never had any like super deep apostolic succession moments with the uh, the Zen Master.
0: Now, well, what I've, Zen Master always, are you talking about?
1: Dick Baker. That's all I ever knew. Uh-huh. And uh, I've always been a little weird about, about the what was it, the, the the Dharma the no, Dharma transmission? Yeah, which I just now referred to as apostolic succession, which is something that's I. That's absolutely think right. Of sometimes that's absolutely right. Yeah. So so sometimes, by the way, sometimes I tell an abbreviated version of the story to people. Who are like, how did you get into computers? And like, oh, do you really want to know? And I do <laughs> tell them. I do tell them. Oh, I'm. I'm still totally into it. The thing is, there's no difference from if I wasn't totally into it. If there's a difference, you're not doing it right.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, that's right.
1: Some, some 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 folks get it. Some are like, "What? You crazy?" Let's talk about let, let's talk about my my product that that does uh you know uh, I don't know password protection or something. But others are like, "Oh, that's interesting." I think.
0: Yeah, you know, no, anyway. Suzuki Roshi said that monks that go to the monastery, uh because they have to, tend to do better than <laughs> the ones that go there because they're true believers or they're enthusiastic about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that in Zen Center, too, uh, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it could be either way. Uh, it's great. You know, one thing I remember about your computer thing is you had a room in the basement right near where I'd clean the brushes. And you had a circuit breaker with a sign on it, do not turn this off, right? And if somebody turned it <laughs> off, when, you know, working on electric, I don't know, uh well, basically, you go strangle them. I don't remember that. I do totally remember the the weird
1: little room down 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 in the basement there. And I also remember, okay, at at City Center, there was that whole little board of buttons where if someone came up and you know uh, I want to talk to I don't know to David, he's in room twelve B, and they could press the button and ring a bell in your room. Remember that? Yeah, I do. I forgot about it. I added. Because because later that room that I was using was made, God forbid, to be a room for someone to sleep in. I mean, it was just like big enough for for like a, a sleeping bag. Anyway, right, was very small. I ran I ran new wires down there, so they would have little bells too. Oh, is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Ah, wow. Strange. Yeah. Now when you know, I, when I was work leader, I I actually had a lot of. I, I I learned to be a, a – I bought a key-making thing from a, a, a hardware store that went defunct on Divisadero so that if we had to change the keys, we didn't have to pay like a million dollars to make – who knows how many keys there were. To I a, to didn't know to that.
0: I, I Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I guess I, I was gone. I mean, I wasn't involved with the city center anymore, and – Or where I was probably, yeah, I was living in Bolinas or something.
1: You might not have gone, okay, this was in the boiler room. Oh, I do
0: remember that. You're right, over there in the left, the far left corner.
1: Right, and then down there I I, I put up up this this key-making thing, and it really won a couple times. Like, you know, if somebody was mugged, which happened often enough, um, and their key was taken, it was like, Okay, we better rekey the building, and I could do that. I could, I could actually. I, there, was a, there was a locksmith down on on hate, where I could, I could buy certain things. Not being a registered locksmith, I couldn't buy a lot of things, but I could buy lock cylinders and little pins, and it was up to me to know what to do with them. Yeah. So I was able to re, to rekey the locks and print new print new keys. Something. Oh, I, I know. Odd story. So. Chuck King was a Zen Center guy, big guy. Not, you know, he would he would you come to the Zen? You wouldn't hear much else from him, but he maintained the boiler for the Zen Center.
0: Very important.
1: Very okay. And then separately, because I didn't know her at the time, my wife Janet, living in Santa Cruz, uh, buying books for the Santa Cruz bookstore—the one that was pretty much done in by the earthquake. She worked with Jane King. Jane King is Chuck King's wife. Ah. later we connected on our our, our, our daughter well, uh, my my stepdaughter with Catherine, would, would hang out with uh, their daughter their dark son. Joseph for a while it was a really weird connection because like you know you know her completely differently oh you know, I know him, but they're married. okay. Anyway, that that that, that was a, a digression, but it was Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm using at the time. You pardon me, what did you say then?
1: <laughs> um I, before I said it was a digression?
0: Yeah. Well just keep going. Oh. Pardon? I just said keep going. Oh, okay. Well, I was kind
1: of done with that little story where I knew Chuck King at Zen Center, and before I knew her, Janet knew his wife Jane King at the bookshop Santa Cruz where she was the book buyer, and then later we found out, oh, we all know each other.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's neat. You do. Yeah. Um, And then
1: there was a point. Yes. Go on. There was a point where... I was into the computers enough that I became the president of the San Francisco PC users group, which would meet down in Fort Mason. And Janet was the newsletter editor of the same organization, that's how we met. So we met Geeky, and we Mm. got married quite some time ago, uh,
0: 1988. Hmm. <laughs> well, let's see. Eighty-eight. That's um, twenty-two uh, forty-five. This is your forty-fifth year?
1: No, I think it's thirty-fifth. Let, let, let me work that again. Oh, no, no, I edited
0: that guide. This is your thirty-fifth year.
1: We 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 would be happy if it was forty-fifth. Yeah, but it's thirty-fifth.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, my bad. So uh, all right, no, well free. so uh so where'd you go from there? How did things progress?
1: Oh well I I, I, I as I mentioned, I had withdrawn from being Shisot and began to withdraw from the Zen Center and started to you know move out, move elsewhere. Um Janet and I moved up to Twin Peaks.
0: Yeah, like, All right, like but wait a minute. But well, where you were talking was back in the seventies. When I was uh Tenso. I came back for one year to be Tenso. I'd I'd been at Green Gulch two years. And uh oh, yeah. after living in Bellinas for nine years and, and doing being oh, okay. half time really? at Zen Center and doing stuff with Zin there, but I actually moved into Green Gulch. Then I was then I was Tenso for nineteen eighty seven. Uh, and you were there. You were living in the building. I was. Yeah. Well, so a lot of times passed there. And you had your, you had your computer thing going downstairs. That's when I remember it. So that's about the time, uh, like after that, not long after that or something, you thought, well, you thought what?
1: I thought, okay, this is actually pretty simple. When I first showed up, I met a lot of people there that were really interesting, and they were like, wow, these people, I like these people. I mm-hmm. like, I, they, 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 they seem admirable. Huh, they're doing something. I'll do what they do. Yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. And, and right about the time I was leaving, I was like, you know what, I'm not sure I want to do what these people do anymore, so...
0: That was kind of that was the beginning and the end. All right. Now, let me ask you something. Had the yeah. sort of culture, the social milieu of the people changed in those two times? Or, uh, of course, you had changed. Or was it pretty yeah. much the same and you were, you know, but you wanted to move on?
1: Well, the, the big thing that changed was the big furrah over Baker Roshi. Yeah. And, like, Wait, you mean he's not that great person? You mean, well, maybe he is, but he did these things, and you know, uh, <laughs> that, that 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 was the that was the proximate cause.
0: That's uh, what,
1: life was like. Wait
0: you, a minute. Got you. Yeah. So, but that was eighty three, and there I was at eighty seven, really really and you were early? still there.
1: Yeah. You know, I guess I uh, distracted myself for a while. But when it came to really committing to it, there was something, you know, missing there. So I didn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. You, you know, I knew Dick pretty well. And, you know, uh, I remember Liz telling me, I woke up in Belene's with her telling me, the new gossip uh, about him, and I wouldn't. It didn't change the way I saw him. I went, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was. I knew women he'd been with, and I think so did. Uh, it, 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 he and Jenny had a, a a a good relationship, you know, but. Uh, These things happen, but the, they were outside of Zen Center. It was almost always outside of Zen Center, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so that that was, of course, a really foolish thing. And you know the way something he said about it to me. Actually, he said it to me in in uh, eighty six or something. When I tell him how insanely. Uh, in love and emotional and everything uh, I'd been because of being with Elin Schweickart and and we eventually got married <laughs> yeah. but it was very emotional uh, for a while Then it calmed down then but the the first you know the first five months it was very emotional he said oh yeah we'll destroy ourselves over women uh and uh, yeah I he was right yeah see that's Good. a very honest non defensive thing I find people uh uh who who get you know attacked for certain things a lot of you know some of them uh are 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 smart and and say like reb was asked why did he do so and so he said greed hate and delusion boy took care of it oh, in there's a
1: there's second
0: yeah, yeah, the whole thing, Every you know. It took care of it in a second, but that way. Didn't make excuses. Uh, but I also find with the people who fall back on excuses and can't quite admit it, if you don't, if you don't attack them, they'll tell you, they'll tell you the truth in time. Yeah. I worked, well, I, I, I worked with an army colonel. I worked with truth. You huh. Know? Go on, what?
1: I never felt I was in a position to ask for more. I would like, yeah.
0: A, you see the thing. Level. I went back further with him, so it was easy for me. And, and also, I never was a uh, starry-eyed Zen student, uh, but I don't think yeah. you were either. You were a very down-to-earth uh, person. I, uh, I, I it's uh,
1: really funny. Yeah, that's just been funny. So I, I'm i in touch with Peter Coyote from time to time.
0: Yeah, you remember him. Yeah, and there
1: was some we were talking about something. He said, "Oh, you know, I always thought you were one of those guys who knew what was going on here." I was like, "Yeah, we were both equally new." I was just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought it was hilarious myself. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I, <laughs> I would no notice idea. that. I would notice. I would see. You know, you got to see. How much people get into group think, and you, know, you got to get into it somewhere. You can't, you can't talk, you know, if everybody's talking. But you, but then there was a higher level group think, like, like the cognizant he had, where they talk, uh, you know, softer, very careful, using special words. Uh, I didn't go there, uh, and uh, yeah. but I would see it, and I would see people who wouldn't. You know, wouldn't or wouldn't. And then you can see the level of true believing. You can see the level of giving up responsibility for yourself to others. And like, just, you know, this whole thing about just doing what the guru says, boy, how to understand that is really important, you know? Uh, anyway, you know what I mean. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah. Mm. All right. So, at some point, <laughs> you you took your time. I mean, you had a nice thing going. You had friends. You had a community. And, you know, one thing I see from talking to you is, is um, that the, the Sangha was your teacher uh, as much as anything, right? Because you haven't mentioned totally. particular people uh inspiring you as your teacher so and there are people and I I think that's I like that actually that's the way I feel now uh Mm -hmm. you know uh but go on so at some point you you made some move let's get to that (laughs) some you know
1: well at some point I just moved away from it all um Started a started a, a, a new life. Started a family. Um, started being. It's, it's weird now. Okay. I am like hyper respected in my field, in computer um, security. I go to I go to conferences and it, it's it's not literally but like it's can look. There's Neil Rubin King. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay. Janet and I went to. It was a weird situation. I was supposed to go to a conference, uh, a hacking conference, and the magazine was like, "Oops, we didn't do our um, travel budget." And I'm like, "I don't care. It's been three years from the pandemic. I'm just going to make it during my vacation and see my people." <clears throat> so we wound up having dinner with people from a, a Romanian software company, big. Big company, and they were just like raving to Janet about how your husband is so amazing. We, when whenever he's looking at our product, we, we just hope for the best. And we, anyway, huh. it, it, it is a little—it's very odd. Uh, you know, and i i go to meetings sometimes, and like I say, well, I would do this. Like, sure, you can do that. You're Neil Rubin King, but but I can't do that. Mm. I, I'm sorry. It kind of cracks me up. Mm, but that—that—that—that's yeah. that, that, my current situation.
0: Um, maybe I'm the, the the guru or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: anyway,
0: uh, but there but is. but then you're married. That's very important. Yeah. And and uh, uh, one of the functions of marriage is to not let you get too carried away with yourself.
2: <laughs> All yeah.
0: Right. It's, yes. like, it's like so having somebody with you just pushing you putting you come back down to earth ha <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I find it very important, I mean, actually, I like it to relate you know as when I look to just living in Zen Center and being in Zen Center, and you know, and then I get more and more seniority, and I've got robes and these positions and and so there's this uh i don't know there's uh people assumptions you know there's there there's really undeserved respect and stuff you know and then i find Absolutely. being outside with people who don't know about that uh that brings me back down to earth uh and uh anyway, you know what I mean.
1: I, I, I totally get the the is it deserved effect? Is it oh I have a better robe. Thank you. Um Oh no, yours is
0: deserved. Yours is deserved. Mine was imaginary. Well <laughs> so mine back at the Zen center. Mine back at the Zen center
1: with my shaved head and my fancy robe. Yeah. Um I, I don't know. It was it was a little it was a little off to me. It took yeah. me a long, long time
0: to realize it was a little off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to bring something up just real quick here because the way you said that, uh, you know, I've I've talked to some people. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I've done a lot of podcasts with people, and and especially uh, people who weren't, uh, you know, ordained priests and this and that, who were just who say, you know, at Sin Center, it was like, if you really want to do it, you have to become a priest. And I said, well, that's not really true. And they said, no, but that's what I believed, and that's what I was being told. In, in essence, everything aimed toward that. Uh,
1: that was the impression I had, and so
0: I did it. Yeah, yeah. I would sort of... I don't know if I was a little before that, but you were. I I I did it because it was something to do with Suzuki Roshi. I had no idea of of uh, I had absolutely no priestly goals or anything, and at some point I realized, hmm, I this is this is not my calling, and also. I don't want people to project and expect things of me and expect certain types of behavior, you know. Oh, but yeah. but I did enjoy it. It was very good for me. It was very good. The whole thing was very good. And my relationship with Richard Baker was very, very helpful. We'd still relate. Uh, different. <laughs> and yeah. uh, 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 I don't regret any of it, uh, you know. Uh, but, uh, anyway, I just wanted to say that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that, you know, Suzuki liked the tradition of lay people practicing, but he was also from the, from the tradition of getting ordained, but he talked about we're neither priests nor lay. Uh, so, uh, I, I, you know, and and there's, there has been a lot of lay emphasis come out of his lineage, but maybe the San Francisco Zen Center specifically has more uh, emphasis on becoming a priest. I, I'm, I I don't really know for sure because people become priests in, in lots and lots of the other offshoots of Suzuki's lineage. I don't know to what – that's true. A lot of, lot of lay ordination. And there's also yeah. like lay entrustment or whatever in different levels and different understandings of, uh, how you can become a teacher. Uh, there's, you know, all, all that. Um,
1: I, I actually don't.
0: Yeah. Well, I there,
1: don't know what you mean by lay entrustment or ways to become a teacher. Because Wait a minute. Why would you become a teacher? Because the other person already knows.
0: So what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, they – you know, people will get lay dressmen and, and then they might have a uh, – and there are probably other names for it. They're still a lay person, but maybe they have a, an Ocasio, okay, which was okay. Okay. Traditionally, uh, lay people can have okays, uh the full rope, you know. Uh, so sure. And uh, uh, I mean we never did it. I've never seen that done in America until more recently. Uh, but – um, then maybe they have a group, and a, a lot of them are, are very humble and just providing a place where people can sit together and uh, not lording over everybody. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of different things. I think it, I, I I find it very interesting, and but I must admit I don't really understand it overall. I just talk to individuals, and. Um, Get what they uh-huh. have to say so um, so what did you do all right you're you're sort of moved on where'd you go what'd you do
1: oh well um really I I, I, I got away from the theater but not far just moved you know moved in with Janet up on Twin Peaks we got married there
0: by whom?
1: By the Swedenborgian minister.
0: Wow, Swedenborgian. You know Johnny Appleseed was a Swedenborgianist, <laughs> and William, William, William,
1: William Blake was 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 a supporter. The Swedenborgians in San Francisco are big on doing weddings, and really? they will happily come to your, Yes, they'll happily come to your random small weddings. So we have, like me and Janet and her brother and his wife and a couple of friends. Oh. And look, Catherine, Jana had a daughter before before I knew her, but I mean, I've known Catherine since she was three and now she's 40. So I, I consider her a daughter. Yeah. Anyway, it was sure, a, of course. very small. And we had a couple more kids, and then we moved to Rockaway, Brendan, kind of near Tower Market. But mm. after a while, it was like, we cannot really support a family of three kids in San Francisco. We moved to Davis, lived there for 25 years. Huh. And what did you do? All the same thing. I worked in New York, where I wasn't.
0: And what sort of work did you do for whom? PC Mag. All right. I was working.
1: Oh, okay. I, I missed a step. I missed a step. In 85 uh, or six, um, I was the president of the PC Users Group, and the, the editors of PC Magazine—they had a uh, tradition or whatever—they would visit a city for some like event, and they would find the user group uh, officers and take them out to, to dinner. Uh, this was also this was before the like the tech crash in 2000 they had money yeah. out their ears. so we went to Il Fornaio I think and they were like oh hey okay, you're the president of the group oh you know this thing you know this new thing that we don't have we know, you know this thing we don't have in our magazine and you can write about it would you like to write for us so i started writing for PC mag and uh quickly had an every other every other issue column and then an every issue column and then i was writing reviews of products and explaining things to people, and uh, that was it. That was my that was my new career. All right, all right,
0: great, very good. Hmm. Uh, so Davis, there you were, in Davis, and then uh, did you go from Davis to Nevada?
1: It was a little weird in twenty twenty. We were looking and saying, wow, our house, in theory, has a half a million dollars in equity. And it's imaginary until we sell it. Right. And maybe we should sell it and move. We've always thought about Oregon. It would be nice there. It won't be hot like Davis. It won't be wildfires. It will be beautiful and green. And we actually up and moved to Salem, Oregon. Oh, uh, and and claiming the California real estate lottery, right? But it it's so it did not suit us. Um, we we didn't feel comfortable. Or Janet, in particular, I, I swear she may have had seasonal affective disorder. The, you know, it was huh. it was moist. It was gray. and we didn't get what we were promised <laughs> because. We thought we'd be where cooler, right? So the year we moved there, they broke all temperature records and got to 117. <laughs> like like the record was 111 and they jumped 6 degrees and then then we were concerned about wildfires. Well, they had wildfires so bad nearby and in the wind path that we learned that the AQI scale goes above 500. We we're like, you know, literally, don't go out of the house. So, 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 all the things we thought we were getting, we didn't. We thought we'd enjoy being near Portland, but it was the pandemic, and nothing was really happening. And when we did go to Portland, we actually, it was, it was, it was, it was in the time of riots and homelessness, and Portland was very unattractive. And we eventually were like. Okay, this was a mistake. It's been three years. We can afford to move again and not have the, um, oh, there's a, there's a, what do you call it even? Uh, capital gains? Yeah. We, we we can move again without capital gains. And all the time we were in Davis. If we just had a weekend where we don't know what to do, we would go to Reno, not to gamble, because we liked the area there. The mountains and the, and the lakes and things, right? Well, well, we'll look at Reno and Sparks and Carson City, and that was that was the thing. We we had a weird pandemic detour into Oregon, and then wound up here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Nate. That's Nate. Uh, I well, have um, I have a couple of things I put off to now. Uh, Nate. That uh, uh, one thing is. Um, I don't know, half a year ago, uh, I got this thing. I have a PC and a Mac. I tend to use the PC more, which mm-hmm. I think you'll appreciate. Um, uh, I use both. I have to. Yeah. Uh, and, um, uh, the, um, well, I'm just more used to it, but Mac's good. It's good for very, it's very good. And, uh, it's much newer and yeah, uh, but about half a year ago, uh, I read about Mac Whisper, uh, and, uh, that's an AI transcribing thing. And oh, so, oh. uh, I, I got it. It was cheap, you know, I don't know, $15 or something. It what? was incredible. It transcribed a podcast. You know, what I'm used to with voice recognition is it's got to learn your voice and you got to keep <laughs> teaching it. And it's good for one per- – well, if you want to get somebody else in there, it doesn't know their voice. Bo- oh, there's, there's nothing. No no problem at all. And I've done – I've transcribed many of them now where people talk all sorts of different ways. And uh, so far, it, it has its limits, but so far, it's very, very good for me because – it, it, it still leaves a lot of work in terms of getting it ready to post. So, um, I'm actually waiting for future, or, or maybe present that I don't know about capability to, uh, re, uh, because it, it doesn't take long to transcribe it, retranscribe it, so it separates host and guest. Um, and Mac Whisper so far doesn't do it, and I've written, the. The guy who created it a couple of times about that and, you know, he's hoping to get it in there, but I've seen other AI programs do that. But anyway, it's very good, uh, uh, that, that, uh, to go over uh, a podcast. Uh, and I got a lot of other things to do. I take, I spend as little time as I can on this, you know, uh, I re, I scan the transcription. And I don't need to be told who's host and who's guest. And uh I can see maybe a place where it should be cut or you know, a place where you know, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. uh and uh, or a place where I need to make a note about something and mention it in the in the intro. Uh and um so it's very, very useful. But uh I uh and my understanding of AI, I've read a little about it, transcription, is uh, actually there's much better AI available. It's just too expensive to uh, to make public. In fact, there's AI that's too expensive. I've been reading for Google and Microsoft. Uh, and uh, uh, it, it's just the enormous amount of energy. It's amazing how accurate it is. Uh, mm-hmm. But – I wanted to be able I want AI that can learn like to, when when it comes across tasahara uh uh it's learned to spell it correctly you know I, oh. I have a lot of yes. lot of technical terms a lot of special places I want it to be able to separate hosts and guest now you, that would be simple compared to voice recognition right i mean that's obvious um i i, I can't the, the one i use So far, it doesn't work to put in a stereo file. There's two different, you know, I could do them separately and then match them. But I'm waiting for something that does it better. I've seen one that says it will do that. And I'm just right now lazy to look at it. But what do you know about that? You see what I do and where I'd like to move. I'd like to get them good enough to where it would be much less work to make it postable.
1: I know that PCMag has a roundup of transcription programs. I, I have, you know, we don't have copy editors anymore. We edit each other's pieces. So I've looked at, I've, I've gone through some of the reviews. I know that some of them are expensive, some of them are inexpensive, some of them are free, but I wouldn't know more unless I went back and read the, read the article. Yeah. But we we do have a wrap up of transcription services and it might be worth um,
0: looking through just, just just to see. Yeah. Uh, what, what might be available. Yeah, I know I should do that. I should do that. Let me tell you, I don't mind paying. That's one time. Yeah. That's one time. If it saves me time, that's money. You know? Well, uh, it's not necessarily
1: one time. Some of the transcription services are
0: Per minute. Or no, 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 no. I don't want that. The one I, I have, it's a one-time purchase with free yeah. updates. Uh, 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 something yeah. that's per minute or per hour or per, per item. No, I wouldn't even think of that.
1: Right, got it. And, and that, that is not all of them. Not all of them. Some of them are free. Some of them are one-offs. Uh, some of them are like, oh, No problem. If you don't want to pay, that's fine, but we'll give it to you tomorrow. You know, so there, 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 there's a time factor instead of a pay factor. Well, yeah. Anyway,
0: but, but a- like I said, I'm happy to pay. Uh, gotcha. uh we, we are not rolling in money. We just barely get by on donations and a little other stuff that comes in. But that's one of the things that I will spend money on. We save a lot of money in, in a way from living here. Uh, Yes, I am uh, but then we we live at a much higher <laughs> level. <laughs> we make up for a lot of it <laughs> that way. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't live the way we live. I just don't know how much it would cost in America. And it's on you know <laughs> uh and by a, a beach that you can go to and swim every day all year. Yeah. Uh, I uh, anyway, anyway, I don't want to get into that. Uh, yeah. but I'm happy to pay, uh, and uh, I just, I'll look at PC Mag, see what they say. Uh, and, uh, how, and that's pretty recent probably, huh? Um,
1: you know, all these, rooms, all these roundups, we try to keep up to date. I mean, the worst it might be is like, not quite a year because when it comes a year old, it's like, oh, we got to update that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Then the next thing is uh, preservation. Uh, hmm. The um, I I I don't think anything's going to last. I think the idea that getting things digitized is going to keep them forever is. Uh, you know, it, it, it'll keep them longer. We know that. Well, for one thing, with climate change, oh. I don't believe in forever anymore. Uh, yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, but I uh, – to me, archiving is uh, making things available uh, a little longer, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and uh, – I actually just like the process. To me, the process is more important than the product. I enjoy it. But um uh, alright, hard disks, uh, solid state hard disks, uh, they deteriorate. Uh, you know, there's all these electrons or something that go into them. Uh, you can keep transferring and stuff. So I use hard, I have a bunch of hard disks. But, uh, you know, there's the cloud, there's drop, I use one, Dropbox, OneDrive, I have a little, iCloud, I use our, our, uh, sonic.net, uh, mm-hmm. has something like that. So we've got, and, and try to keep up with it and get, I try to get things on multiple clouds. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's also archive.com, which is great because they keep archiving my stuff. Yeah. I love it. Um, long as they last. Well, so what do you think about that whole thing about, Preservation, and uh.
1: so um, I went to a talk about this very subject. Uh, maybe it was a Zoom talk because I think it was last year, and um, about like how do you really make sure you keep your digital, you know, um, uh, data and and. I think what I want to do is say, I'm going to find that talk and forward it to you because I don't, I remember they, they ended up saying you really want a physical backup and they call, I think it was called an M disc. It's a kind of like, like Blu ray that's guaranteed for a thousand years. I mean, I'm not sure that's
0: accurate, but it was something like that. Yeah, I've, 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 uh, read stuff like that. I've read, you know, you know, you, you can't trust DVDs or CDs necessarily. You get no, something wrong with they, them. They you, you you can lose yeah. the whole thing. However, uh, I think it's still, uh, uh, a good, it's good to, to have everything on, on, uh, on physical. Uh, whatever's best. The one thing is, you know, with archiving, you got to archive the machines. Uh, because if yes. you got a physical object that's out there, you got to have a machine that'll read it. Uh,
1: Absolutely.
0: And uh, <laughs> that's very interesting. Yeah, uh, you know, one thing I do is I periodically put a post on that says download com and Shunyu Suzuki.com. Help us preserve it. Help us keep it there. Now, uh there's another site that we have all of Suzuki Roshi's lectures, right? Audio, yeah. uh, everything extant, not just lectures. Anything he said or wrote that we know about, it's all there. Uh and all the audio and everything, right? And it's all downloadable. There's another site uh that is uh uh doing a very good job but they make their uh Suzuki lecture audio not downloadable and only listenable? Uh, only listenable and and we yeah. i did know how to before they thought it was not downloadable beforehand but figured out a way to get it now can't figure out a way but then all you have to do is play it and you can record that, you know? Yes. Uh, so uh, – and there's only one lecture like that. It's unlikely anything else is going to be found. <laughs> but it could be. Actually, they found like a whole bunch of new tapes, like cool. 30 new tapes just two years ago with some Suzuki lectures. And And we worked with them to transcribe it all. And we're actually working – with uh uh one person there daily David Shundo Hayes uh, he, he's um, on, and that's on verbatim stuff they only do the verbatim whereas we have verbatim we have uh, minimum edits we have we put up every edit we can find that anybody did
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh you know it's an archive it's you know not as it's and not as uh uh you it's not it's well-presented as, as the other one, which is Engaged Wisdom, which is very good. They do a great job, uh, at cool. really good at, at their audio work. Uh, and um, so anyway, uh, I've thought of printing also, printing everything up. Uh, and, uh, you know, on what whatever sort of acid read paper lasts the longest hmm. and in, You know, figuring out, you know, minimizing it somewhat and figuring out how much there is and then encouraging people to do it. I've given away and sold. No, I didn't sell. I was given donations, surely over 100 hard drives with different uh, stages of the archive developing and thumb drives. Then I got into thumb drives. A lot of mid Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, Germany's really a digger, uh, but I'm not doing that now. Is everything so digital? I mean, so hmm, what do you say? Streaming type, <laughs> yeah. non-object digital. So yeah, I just wanted your opinion on that. And so you're going to send me that article. Yeah. yeah. Well, think of me if you learn anything new in those two areas, and I'll, I'll see what's on PC Magazine, and I'll bug you if you don't send me. You know, I don't listen to anything hardly. I just work on what I'm working on and listen to what has to do with it. Uh, but I'll listen yeah. to that. Make sense? I might just transcribe it, <laughs> throw it into A- 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 AI, and transcribe it and read it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. So, well, this is interesting. Uh, I've been rather stimulated talking to you. I talk too much, but oh, good. Uh, yeah, because all the stuff you do is interesting to me. Uh, yeah, you were always look. You were uh, different. I mean, there were a lot of yeah. different people. There were a lot of different people, uh, eccentrics, and special people who specialized in this and that. Uh, And, you know, it's been really interesting to see what's happened to people after they've left Zen Center. Some people who really didn't do that well and didn't have very high status and were maybe not appreciated when they were at Zen Center, they left. And I think they still got something out of it and did very well at other things later, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And – but you were doing very well there too. Anyway. <laughs> so do you have any other uh, comments or anything to
1: say? I I, I I follow the I follow the current SSVC and it amuses me that all of the revered and ancient abbots and abbesses and so on are the people I used to hang out with. Yeah. Nancy Schrader, we called her Darth Schrader. I remember she got she got mugged on the steps one time and was knocked down and and like, cracked her head and, and was knocked out. And, oh no! But kidding. She
0: was I didn't know. Oh yeah, that.
1: yeah. Oh yeah, but but she was tough. And now she's the Fuyu Schrader and with Ed Ed on. Ed actually took a a detour into tech. He was
0: working for WordPerfect or WordStar or
1: something, but now he's, you know, abiding Abbott and the no, no, he Co- was,
0: uh, Ed was uh, the learning company. He was a, oh, a he company? was a founder. He was very important in the learning company. He, he was like a CEO or something. He was a hotshot. Yeah, yeah. And he and had, a, amazing, he, amazing, Ed, Ed had an office in that big apartment building on the, on the uh, you know, the block across street from Zen Center. The, the corner on the far side on the right, he had an office there and uh, he was working like 80s on using phone lines to send information and stuff like that. But he was doing not as a techie but as a, you know, trying to develop some business that promoted it or, you know, found yeah. out those things. Uh, he he had a a business uh, uh, orientation, and he was very successful at it. And then, and then he was had quite a career in the abbotship, Zen center, and the teaching and all that. And you know, he he and Lou he helped Lou Richmond found the Vimala Sangha in Mill Valley. And, uh, uh.
1: I did not make that connection.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, I think he might even have gotten transmission from Lou. I don't know. Maybe he got it from, you know, someone else, Rev or Mel or someone, but he sort of came out of In fact, at some point he was doing Vimala Sangha. Lou's retired now, but he's still plugging away. I mean, he's writing, doing all sorts of stuff. I seen him in post or something. Lou, Lou has a, a column in Huffington Post, I think. Uh, uh, no, he has a mean? Goodman project. Oh, okay. Uh, he, he has been on Huffington post, but if he had anything yeah. regular, I'd know about it because he sends it. Back. I'm sure you would. Uh, uh, in fact, he wrote, he had one recently. I really like, I've just put it off. I want to, I want to put it on what's new. I want to put it on his page. Uh, he's not writing regularly for them anymore not now because I'm not getting the post. But the last one he did was about this term, this Dutch term, uh, to deal with stress. It's like sitting and doing nothing. So he wrote a thing on that, and I'm dying to read it and and feature it. I just haven't – you know, it's on my list of things to do, and really it's more important than a lot of them. I, I should do it. I'll, I'll I'll get to that today.
1: Sitting, sitting quietly, doing nothing. Spring comes and the grass grows
0: by itself. Right, right. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah, that, that's very interesting. I'm around a lot of Dutch, you know, here in Indonesia. Uh, oh, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. They, uh, yeah, they, they owned this place, <laughs> <laughs> and they tried to keep it after World War II, but. Uh, Indonesians, uh, led by Sukarno, and assisted by a thousand mm-hmm. Japanese soldiers who stayed behind, uh, got rid of the Dutch. And then the Dutch came back, and especially mm-hmm. after Sukarno was gone, and uh, you know did business and everything. I, I never hear anything bad about Dutch here, although they weren't, they weren't terrible, terrible, but they were they were bad. <laughs> they a lot well, of them assimilated more. I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of Dutch in the language now. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well uh, do you have any other comments uh, you say all oh, the big shots you used to hang out up with. Do you have any view of, of how the Zen Center's doing or anything?
1: I, I I think it's really different. I mean, when, when I showed up, it was just barely out of hippie beatnik stage. Right. And now it is corporate. Yeah. That 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 that's, to me, I'm like, I I don't know if I would go to Casbah. I don't know if I'd recognize it. <laughs> they don't like the gosh darn kerosene lanterns, you know. They have a satellite phone. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just think I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recognize it. Yeah. So I, they, they, I know they've got these, they've got all these goings on. That I could, I could go to, um, you know, tours and things about the, the updates of the building. And I'm like, you know, no, I, I, I don't really want to. I, yeah. I, I keep an eye on it from a distance, but it's not for me.
0: Yeah, you know what I find. Is I always like the individuals, but I'm sometimes a little uh, weary, wary of uh, the, the um, you know, this some sure? some of the 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 decisions are uh, like what the culture and the, uh, what, what, you know is like, and, and you know what's you know what are they emphasizing? But I also know that stuff changes. And I'm mainly, uh, yeah. I, I wanted to survive, and uh, you know, with climate change, I, I that that's always on my mind. I don't think mm-hmm. anything is going to survive very long. Uh, I don't see any, but it might be a lot longer than we think. But I don't see any anything happening to change that. I get you. You don't
1: see turning the direction. You just think it might. We might not be around for the uh, <laughs> the uh, dinner.
0: Well, I don't know. I think there. Uh, I'd like to see the human race and higher forms of life survive. we you know, we've wiped out about half of it, uh, plant oh, and yeah. animal, so far. Insects, everything, uh, and it keeps moving in that direction. We see a lot of hopeful news. But uh, it's all sort of like this nice thing happening here, this nice thing happening there. And meanwhile, there's this giant steamroller that uh, – <laughs> the, the uh, you know, it's being run by, by the money float to me, which is uh, an yeah. inanimate – it's an inanimate form of amorphous sort of form of artificial life that we're serving. And it's very hard not to. It, it, it's very hard not to want this the uh, things Oops. to be the way they are, uh, but maybe if there's enough pain and enough destruction, uh, there will be some change. But you know, uh, the 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 problem is that the the climate is is it can't be changed quickly. Uh, it oh, not You're totally right. It can't be controlled well, but. Also, we don't know. We don't know what will happen. Uh, Yeah. Well, um, all right. Neil, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, talking with you. uh, And, um, yeah, I'll see you on Facebook. (laughs) Sounds good. This has been fun.
1: Yeah. I got to go, too.
0: Yeah. All right. Take care. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So thanks a lot, Neil Ruben King. Oh, God, I did go on a lot there at the end. I'm sorry. You know, I thought about cutting a lot of that stuff out, but I wasn't sure. You know, I don't know what stuff I've repeated 10 times. Um, I ought to just keep my mouth shut. Uh, But anyway, uh, there it is, and um, uh, we'll um, be talking to Neil, I'm sure, either verbally or reading his PC articles for Into the Infinite Future. This has been a CUke Audio Podcast. I'm DC Poobah of Cuke Audio and Cuke Archives, coming to you from Sleepy Sanur, with Doggett Bandita, guest and Doggett Bumbita, and dear lovely Katrinka. and we're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening.